The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, and I am the executive minister senior assistant minister and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute and overall great guy at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I'm in the midst of a series titled The Dynamic Laws of Healing, which is based upon the book of the same title by Catherine Ponder. Catherine Ponder is a unity minister who, still living, wrote many classic books on healing, prayer, and prosperity in the late 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I want to, you know, if you've been following my page for a while, you know that I've taught several of her books already. And I love to teach her material. Anyway, so today I'm teaching the yes law of healing. And the yes law of healing is based upon affirmation. What are you saying yes to? What are you affirming in your own life? And one of the things that she gets across, and this won't be a very long lesson because I've taught affirmations so many times on this show, it's almost unreal. She's getting across how you're using your words, the power of your spoken words, word rather, excuse me. So she wrote page 79. Your words are constantly doing one of two things, building up or tearing down, healing or destroying. Every word you speak goes forth from your mouth charged with atomic energies. Good words are alive with life, health, and vitality. Now, one of the things that I will admit is that Catherine Ponder uh, is a stickler about how you use your words. And, you know, it's funny that she was a classmate of the founder of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the Reverend Dr. Uh, Johnny Coleman. So Reverend Ponder and Reverend Coleman went to, was that, excuse me, I'm butchering words today. Both were at Unity Village in the ministerial program in the mid fifties. Matter of fact, they were ordained together. I actually have the picture. They've been friends forever. And both of them were real sticklers for the, how you use your words. What you're saying, how you're saying it, because, and if you, and how to use the power of the spoken word to change your life. What are you saying to yourself? She goes on to write, the universal life current within you is subject to your words. Your every word is recorded in your body so that your words become flesh. You literally eat your words. In other words, you experience your words. There is a power and presence within you that backs up your words. Now, the higher you rise in consciousness, the more powerful your words are. But your all words are powerful in and of themselves because the words are also reflective of what's going on in your consciousness. And one of the ways in which you can change your consciousness is to is by catching your words. I did a series many years ago uh, uh, based upon the book, A Complaint-Free World. I believe that's the name of the title of the series as well. 
And in that book, it talks about catching your words as a means of catching your thoughts. Like, okay, I'm thinking all type of stuff, but the moment I verbalize it, you know, you had to switch the wristband from one uh, wrist to another. And the idea was to go 21 days without complaining, without throwing shade at people. For those who don't live in the United States, shade is like, you know, just criticizing, um, you know, and talking about people, you know, instead of being in a space of holistic uh, change and transformation. In other words, it's not a complaint to say my soup is cold. Obviously, you would call the waiter, address the issue, and get warm soup or hot soup. It's a complaint that after you do that, all you're doing for the next 10 minutes is talking about the restaurant. If you're going to do that, you might as well just get up and go because now your consciousness has shifted from authentic action to complaint. But anyway, when it comes to your healing, recognize that you have to speak life to your own body. You have to speak life to your own body. Now, let's drill down on this. Page 80. She wrote, every thought has a power peculiar to itself. Every word, when spoken, vibrates through your whole body and moves every cell and atom of your being. Oh, that's powerful. Every word you speak vibrates through your body. Every word you speak moves cells in your body. Every word you speak moves atoms in your body. You're that powerful. She goes on to write, your body is very much like a recording machine, obediently receiving and faithfully indicating the thoughts that are persistently held in it. The body is made up of thoughts and subject to those thoughts, continually feeding on and expressing the mental food you furnish it. So she's saying not only are you are what you eat. Remember that commercial from the 70s? You are what you eat from your head down to your feet. But you also are what you think. In other words, garbage in, garbage out. You're not garbage, but you can have garbage experiences because of the type of thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and words that are coming forth or that you're holding and then what you're proclaiming with your words. She even writes, the nerves are the wires that transmit the mind's message to all the parts of the body. And I was just watching this clip of a neuroscientist um, yesterday, and she was talking about how the conditions of, how multiple conditions can impact our DNA, impact our cells. She was talking about, you know, she was using a whole bunch of, you know, scientific terms. But basically what it was saying is we can... We can, for good or bad, impact our genetic makeup through our mental activity. Stress, we already know about stress and fear, and anger, et cetera, and happiness, love, joy, and what those things, how those attributes, those qualities impact the body, 
for health or illness. So we just have to be mindful about what we are saying because what we're saying is telling us what we really think. All right. She wrote, since all the parts of the body contain brain cells, they carry out the words that have been spoken to them. Talking about nervousness and weakness will produce those corresponding conditions in the body. Talking about a weak stomach will make your stomach weak. Talking about a bad liver will fix that idea in your liver. The usual conversation among people create ill health instead of good health because of wrong words. Words of disease set in motion a disintegrating force that will eventually shatter the strongest organism, if not neutralized, by constructive words. Ah, oh, that's great. The conversations that we have, you know, I often tell people, don't go around giving people an organ recital. Uh, my foot, my knee, my shoulder, my neck. Sometimes you ask a person what's going on with them. And they can't wait to give you the organ recital. You know, sometimes you just have to be in the space where you just have to hold the consciousness. Okay, I'm going through some things. And unless it's a person that really needs to know your business, uh, don't reinforce that stuff in your subconscious by, by talking about it to everybody that passes your way. There are some people who need to know if things are going on with you physically. That's responsibility. But often we are just telling everybody about everything because the, the illness can be a part of your narrative. It can be a part of your current story. It can be a part of your current identity versus your vision being a part of your current identity. It's not here yet. I'm not experiencing yet it yet, but this is where my mind is. My mind is on my healing, my wholeness, my prosperity, my joy, my love, my good relationships, whatever it is. As scripture says, calling those things that be not as though they were. Or as scripture says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How are you using your words? She goes on to talk about how different things show up in the body, in the blood, in the joints and whatever. But I'm just going to skip into that because I told you today won't be a long one. She wrote page 80. When a word is spoken, a chemical change takes place in the body. Because of this, the body may be renewed, even transformed through the spoken word. I just want you just to be mindful of that. Just to be mindful of that. So she goes on to write, repetition of any fix, any words fixes in mind and causes it to become a moving force in the body. Thus, the power of repeating good life-filled words for health and strength. In other words, you have to keep repeating the truth that you want to experience in your life. She wrote it this way, affirmation is your yes power for healing. To affirm means to make firm. Whatever words you constantly repeat, you are making firm in your mind and body. 
Emerson realized this when he wrote, every opinion reacts on him who utters it. To affirm means to assert positively, even in the face of all contrary evidence, that a thing is so. Through affirmation, you are not changing God, who is immutable good. Through affirmation, you change your thinking so that you may accept the immutable good in whatever form you decree. You're not changing God with your prayers. You're not changing God with your affirmations. You're not even changing God when you forgive. You're opening yourself up to the good that God is. As I've said to you many times, it's like opening up the curtains and discovering the sun has always been shining. You close the curtains or you allow circumstances to close your curtains or your upbringing to close the curtains. But God didn't change. God's love, peace, joy, grace, et cetera, was always there. But when you open up your mind to receive, you discover it like it's new. It's always been there. So we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. I'm in the midst of teaching the dynamic laws of healing under the chapter, The Yes Law of Healing, and we're talking about affirmations. So let's get back to page 81. She wrote, as you affirm words of life, health, strength, as you affirm words of life, health, strength, you are saying yes to good health, even in the face of illness. Mm. So even when you're ill or or sick, you have to speak health and life and wholeness. I'm not telling anybody yet again not to take their medicine or go to their doctors or anything that you feel as though you need to do. That's your individual choice. All I'm asking you to do in the midst of whatever you choose to do is try this spiritual stuff out with consistency, with integrity, and see what happens. And see what happens. Just try it. Am I willing to get up in the morning and have a, a list of affirm denials and affirmations that I'm going to affirm and go through the material and audibly speak the word for my own healing? Am I willing to take time out through the day to stop, pause, center myself, breathe, catch a meditative moment, and then affirm the truth of my being? Am I willing to do that when I get home? Am I then willing to do that when I before I go to sleep to recondition my subconscious mind around healing and wholeness, to speak the word to my own body, even if I have to speak the word and lay my hand on that body and speak life 
and call forth life and cultivate the life in the cells of my own body. You have to speak the word for your own self. She went on to write, your spoken words are then recorded in your body and health begins to manifest. The great healers of old found that the practice of deliberately speaking constructive words guided them most quickly into the secret of healing. They knew that you had to speak the word for healing. Even great healers who would assist other people with healing, you know, people would come and travel, you know, or they would, or they were itinerant preacher like Jesus would often speak the word for healing. There's power in your spoken word. And the higher you rise in consciousness, the more potent your words will be. All right. She gives she gives a great story that I want you to read. I'm, I'm not going to read it because I want you to read it on page 82 and 83 of Myrtle Fillmore talking about her healing process. And I think it's so powerful that you should stop and take time to read it. If by chance you do not want to buy the book, it's um, it's Myrtle Fillmore's uh, pamphlet, How I Found Health. You can she she took took X, you know, she took extracted uh, a few paragraphs, maybe like six paragraphs from that pamphlet. So I'm sure it's online floating somewhere, but I still want you to get the book. All right. And. She, Catherine Ponder's interpretation of this was simple. Immediately, her health improved. Within two years, Myrtle Fillmore was completely well again and lived another 40 years. She became a noted spiritual healer and later co-founded Unity, which had become a far-flung healing movement. She proved that affirmation is the working power of God, that affirmations are far stronger than the strongest visible thing in the world when rightly used. She proved that by affirmative words, you claim and appropriate that which is yours by divine right. And that words charged with power and intelligence increase with use. Scientists have substantiated her ideas that the body, as well as the universe, is filled with intelligence. Because that's what Myrtle Fillmore was basically saying. If mind or consciousness is in my body, I can speak to that intelligence. Speak to the intelligence in your body. Speak to the consciousness in the cells. Speak to the molecules that make up the cells. Speak to the atoms that make up the molecules. Speak to the subatomic particles that make up the atoms. Speak to the to the universal life energy that makes up the particles that make up the atom. Whatever you got to do, whatever you got to visualize, however you got to see it, speak the word for your own health. She went on to write, through, through taking a statement filled with good words and declaring it over and over, man gains conscious attention of the innate intelligence already active at work through the subconscious functions of the cells and the organs of his body. So 
she covers a lot of stuff in this chapter, but it's only a few things, other things I really want to cover. Because like I said, I've taught so much of this for so many times through the years. A couple of things on page 84 under author's healing experience with affirmations. She wrote, not only can we use affirmations to heal others, uh, heal ourselves, but also to help others. Our affirmations go where we send them. If you call the name John Brown, he will subconsciously hear you, even though he is miles away. If you tell him over and over exactly what you want him to know, he will subconsciously respond. If your words are constructive, describing his innate life, health, vitality, he will brighten up and recover. This is a simple method of affirmative prayer. Excuse me. This simple method of affirmative prayer has long been known and practiced as absent treatment. So you hold somebody in consciousness. You image their mind, you say their name, and then you speak the truth for them. It's a form of intercessory prayer. You speak the truth for them. You hold them in conscience. I tell people, see if you can see them in your mind. Say their word, say their name. Now speak the word for them. Speak the word for them. And she talks all through this book about affirmations, curing, uh, cigarette and alcohol addiction and toothaches and and all different types of things. She also talks about the prayer, how the prayer of faith help people with hospital situations and things of that nature. It's so much good stuff in here. But I want you to stop and read it because I think it's important. And, and on page 94, she gives a series of scriptures that you can use to help with your healing power. To, to to cultivate it. It's already there, but you have to cultivate it. So she so she wrote it this way as a simple formula for invoking healing affirmation. This is page 96. Take a statement that expresses life, health, wholeness, and declare it over and over. This statement can be a Bible promise or some other healing affirmation that appeals to you. It does not matter at first. Uh, do not, it doesn't not matter that at first you do not believe the statement or that you do not see how it can come true. If you will persistently affirm it anyway, even though it seems hard to mentally accept it, you will find that your affirmations have power. Daily affirm and yet affirm once more. Your persistent affirmations will uplift your conscious thinking, which in turn will change your subconscious feeling nature. So with that, we're going to stop. Uh, next week, you'll hear the healing law of praise, and we're going to talk about how praise is the law of increase. You want something to increase, you need to learn how to praise. Thank you. God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.